You are listening to Mama's Roots Are Showing podcast, where we recognize that we get one motherhood and our children get one childhood. If you'd rather not wing it, if finding yourself in motherhood sounds better than losing yourself in motherhood, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nicola, and I invite you to join me as we explore the nooks and crannies of this once-in-a-lifetime journey. In today's episode, I talked to my friend Kate from the Mellow Mama all about conscious parenting. In fact, we have such a lengthy conversation about it that I decided to break it up into two separate episodes. So this is episode one, and in it we really focus on the logistics and the mechanics of conscious parenting and how to implement in our life, and also the benefits of it. So tune in as Kate bestows us with her wisdom. So get comfortable, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine, and take some time for you. Before we jump in, I have to say a huge congratulations to you because you've made the world better by bringing a beautiful baby girl into it. So congratulations on little Miss Romy. Thank you so much for all of that. Jeez. I feel like people will be able to hear her, so I'll just address the obvious that my baby is present. <laughs> we're we're in the company of Romy, so she's with us just making her little baby coo sounds. Oh, I welcome it. So that is this is the place where that's completely welcome. So I, I, I love figured, it. I figured that was the case. So here we are. But thank you so much again <laughs> for for the introduction and for the opportunity to get on here and talk and um, I don't know. I'm excited for the conversation. Yeah, me too. Well, why don't you take a minute and just tell us a little bit about who you are, what kind of work you do, and also maybe how conscious parenting has come into your life, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, awesome. Yeah, well, I'm Caitlin. I usually go by Kate, and I started a platform called The Mellow Mama primarily on YouTube a few years ago. Actually, it's been five years now. Um, when I had my son Donovan, and I actually came across conscious parenting principles um, when I was pregnant with my son, as I was like intending on having a more holistic birth. Um, and I did that. Um, but in addition to it, like I said, I found a lot of great material that was not related to birth necessarily whatsoever. It was all relating to how I would build a relationship with my child. Um, And while I was reading that work, I was like, dang, this is actually really um, groundbreaking. And I feel like it's funny to talk about it with you now, because I feel like, you know, we've been familiar with each other for such a long time. (laughs) And I'm, I'm sure you're, you're also aware of how much traction the conversation of respectful parenting, conscious parenting, conscious living, all of the things that I've talked about from the start of my platform, um, they've really taken off. But at the time, it was like hard to come by that information. Mm. I, I would always say like, well, I can't find, or if someone asked me like, what what are you reading? Or what do you think I should read as another pregnant person or um, a mama of young children? I would have to say, like, you you can't really find the material I'm going to recommend to you um, on a Barnes & Noble shelf. Or um, (laughs) it's like you would have to know somebody that also read the material or is familiar with the author or the physician, whoever it is that I was uh, referring to, to find that work. And so I was like, you know what I should do? (laughs) Hi, Romy. I was like, you know, 
I'm good on camera. <laughs> I like the camera. I like um, making videos and taking photos. Like I should just make one long book report of all the stuff that I'm reading <laughs> and, um, and make sure that other people have access to this information because even in my pregnancy, <laughs> I'm kind of cracking up at how vocal she is right now. Like what's that? <laughs> well, apparently she also has this in her genes, right? Yeah, she's passionate about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, you know what, I should make this this stuff more accessible to other people because I can tell even in my pregnancy that it's going to make a huge difference in my experience as a mom. And um, yeah, it, it obviously did. And it goes without saying that I became really passionate about it and only wanted to share more and more. Pick her up. <laughs> um, and yeah, so now basically over time, a lot of things transpired in my life. So I couldn't really like prioritize helping other parents in the way that I like envisioned at first. I was a single mom for a while. Um, I kind of had to like rebuild my life from scratch. I moved from California to the Midwest where I was raised and um, yeah, like kind of restarted everything and then was able to just mainly, I feel like in the last year, bring my focus back to helping parents and um, when I say helping parents, I mean coaching one-on-one, -on -one, um, allowing people to utilize my online course and other resources that I've made. I, I really just want to bring like ease into the, the difficult work that is raising kids. And um, a lot of that starts with us as the parents. And so that's really what my work focuses on. You... Um, the relationship that you have with yourself, as weird as that sounds, because <laughs> we're only oh yes, absolutely, yeah, and um, you know how how that affects our relationship dynamic with our kids. Yeah, it's such important work, and I agree with you that three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, and of course beyond, there was very little information out there, and I don't know if it's because as you're on social media and you're posting these things, then you're seeing more of it. But it does seem that there's a lot more traction now and that the pendulum is sort of swinging in that other direction away from what I like to call standard American parenting. And I think the reality is that a lot of us simply inherit the parenting that we were given by our own parents and we simply parent that way. Um, yeah. whereas even if we, even if we don't want to, I think. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's those patterns. Absolutely. And I think conscious parenting sort of opens us up and allows us to really reflect on our past and our triggers and who we are and gives us that opportunity to be super intentional. And you and I have had this conversation before, but you touched on this a little bit that you know, it was sort of this new concept to you. Conscious parenting was this new concept to you. How was that transition for you, Kate? You know, you said that you were kind of researching this while you were pregnant with Donovan, who is how old now? Donovan's five. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Little Donovan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. how was that transition for you? Because I agree. I think a lot of people, this isn't just something that's a natural, a natural yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so I think that's probably one of the most fascinating parts of the whole conscious parenting conversation because, uh, you know, my channel's called The Mellow Mama and everybody associates me with that name. And uh, I, I am a naturally chill person, right? But I think that people sometimes get this 
I don't know, they have a misconception around what I teach and how I teach it and think that like, oh, well, it comes easy and naturally to you um, because you're a really relaxed personality. And to a certain degree, I think that it's it's always helpful (laughs) to have a grounded disposition, you know, to be somebody that's like, go with the flow. But at the same time, I think that it's part of part of the reason that I became so passionate about sharing information about conscious parenting is because it was so different from the way that I was raised. And I I wanted it to be a very intentional decision, how I did everything, how I operated um, in it on the day to day, not just with my son, but for myself um, mm-hmm. and to kind of notice patterns and habits in myself, the way that I live, the decisions that I made, the relationships I I entered into and what they looked like and felt like. Um, and so I, I guess to answer the question, the transition is, has been very enlightening. It's been eye-opening mm. for sure. It, I, I wouldn't call it like um, difficult or challenging or anything like that because I think that for, for me personally, the key is awareness um, and, and being open, I guess, to to the challenges like accepting them as they come and kind of observing them as like a third party I don't know if that sounds funny but basically like okay what when something is difficult or has been challenging um about like let's say the conscious parenting philosophy if it seemed foreign to me I would simply say like okay well why why does that seem unusual or what is what is my fear like around Mm. that part of this philosophy what am I actually scared of because most of what behaviorist uh, parenting teaches is fear-based in fact all of it is it's like okay how (laughs) how do we prevent x y or z how do we prevent spoiled rotten children or terrible people or entitled people or how do we prevent our kids disrespecting us or um you know making bad choices all of it's fear-based it's like all we're all in defense mode as opposed to just, you know, building relationship. <laughs> it's like, there's really none of that um, in the behaviorist methodology. Um, and so I feel like, I don't know, when it comes to the transition from that upbringing and that conditioning to a more conscious way of living and parenting, for me, it brought more ease <laughs> than the other way around. I felt like, okay, this just makes sense. Most of the things I talk about feel very commonsensical. Yeah, I don't know. And even if something is challenging, it's probably in the moment. I'm like, oof, I what's happening here under the surface for me? Or like where does this where does this fear that I'm experiencing come from for me? Um so it's kind of like a a constant loop of growth, honestly. And that's why I advocate for it so much. I don't know if you feel the same. Oh, I do. I I echo everything that you're saying. And it is such inner work that's required of it. And I know that on your on your feeds, on your website, on all the work that you do, that is something that you are very upfront about, that 
this has more to do with the parent than it does the child, right? And you can't really be a conscious parent without taking a look at the inner work and looking at your triggers and your fears and your ego. Um, I know that's something that you talk about regularly is the ego. And I know that you've used a lot of very, you know, well-known books that explore that to help in your own growth. And of course, um, promoting that to your to your listeners and to your audience, which is great. And I tend to tell people that there is, there's these parenting approaches that are sort of paint by number, right? And it tells you, well, when your child's having a quote unquote tantrum, you can do A, B, and C, right? Here's the steps. But eventually what we want to get to is where we're able to paint on our own, right? Where we we get to parent on our own. It's not paint by number. It's where we kind of know ourselves well enough and we know our children well enough where we can address any challenges that come up fairly well. And like you said, it's constant work, right? It's just we constantly have to be aware. Yeah, but that's such a perfect analogy. It's seriously awesome because I, I agree that there are a lot of things that are stepping in the right direction uh, that I see a lot of the time lately, especially on social media, a lot of scripts, a lot of like uh, navigating quote unquote hard feelings, right? And labeling feelings and all of that stuff, in my opinion, is positive. It's much better than, you know, neglecting those things and not at least creating some awareness around them. But like you said, you know, to to have the brush, to be the painter, like, okay, I'm in, I'm in control. I, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like, I'm, and also I'm okay with not being in quote unquote control of the situation. It's not, <laughs> right. It's not an ownership situation. It's not a like, uh, what I say goes, it's, you know, being, and I think that's like the true essence of being present itself. Being able to just kind of like roll with it as a person and parent, and but yeah, I think that I think that that's the key to all of it, and I think that's why conscious parenting specifically is the is the key. I don't know. I, at least that's how I've always felt from the start. I'm really fortunate that you know the work I stumbled upon happened to be really focused on that and not um, situational specifics, like, okay, Mm -hmm. like what you mentioned, I like that. It's like, Hey, let's get to the root of everything. Like, why are we even responding the way that we're responding? Or why are we perceiving certain behavior the way we're perceiving it? Um, it's so much deeper. And for that reason, I feel like it's so much more fulfilling to be a mom or a dad. And I think what's really cool too, is like I said, the the wheel of growth, you you start to realize that your kids are really the people that are sharpening you. <laughs> and like, oh, yes, you know, so many people think they're molding their kids and they miss that opportunity for their children to kind of whittle them down, you know, and get to the bottom of who they who they truly are and who they're meant to be in the present moment. I I had a conversation with Avital, the parenting junkie. Okay. Um, and she said something so smart and she she basically said that having having a child is the most natural way for a parent a human being to take on this natural growth this natural evolution and if we take the time to really see it that way and like you said to have these little children be our mirrors and to have us look within take these deep dives and look at our triggers and why we feel this way and look at our ego and keep that all in check. 
Yeah, there's a big transformation that's possible. And it really only is through conscious parenting. Yes, the scripts, the the steps, those are those are great. And they they definitely help. They're super positive. But I agree with you that in order to really take a deep dive, you have to do that inner work. And there's a lot to it. It's not it's constant and it's not for the faint hearted because it can really it can really um, take a lot of energy, right, to do that. Well, and you know what's interesting? I hear that all the time. But I, and I I'm curious to know your perspective on this because for me, I feel almost like what's more exhausting about being a conscious parent is is witnessing everyone else's experience and kind of understanding the deeper uh, mm. like the the underground parts of it. Like you see your own, uh, your parents' behavior, for example, or their triggers, and you can see why they're responding the way they are or why they, why they do the things that they do, but you can't really help them, you know, or you can see um, like your spouse. I get so many people that are like, how can I get my spouse on board with this? Or like, why doesn't my partner understand? Like, why don't they get it? And to be able to like, I guess, see the perspective of everyone and not be able to do the work for all the people that you love. I think that can be kind of exhausting sometimes and and a little bit heavy. And maybe I know, I feel like you might not have as much of that going on, but I feel like, especially, you know, I mentioned that I was a single mother and I'm remarried and I have a new baby. So there are a lot of different dynamics in my household in particular, where I can see where certain behaviors definitely stemming from an emotional place, um, a need for connection, a need to feel reassured in that connection. Um, And if, if all parties aren't aware, and aren't on the same page, and aren't present, it it can, it can be like, like, I feel, I feel like I I just want to help people are at least open to to creating that awareness. I think that's the, the first step is the hardest for most people with this approach. Like breaking yes. down the wall. Uh, conscious parenting isn't necessarily common, right? And so when you have to step back and think, okay, there were mistakes made and you have to admit that in your life, I think that yeah. can be difficult. Oh, oh yeah, of course. But yeah. at the same time, if you're working toward uh, being present, like, you know, you mentioned that I, I do love like, uh, Eckhart Tolle's work. I love the book, A New mm. Earth, and I refer to it a lot, specifically when it comes to the ego and the pain body. I think they're so relevant for the reparenting conversation. And, um, but I think if we're working toward being present, we have to acknowledge like, you know, how much of, recognizing past mistakes is serving us now. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of that where it's like, okay, um, what's a solution? How do we move past that? Or have I repaired a ruptured relationship dynamic or situation that was not so good where I did not, I did not show up the way that I wanted to, or something happened that, you know, was unfortunate. Okay. You know, always being in that solution mindset and being like, can I, can I change the circumstance? No. So I either have to accept it or make myself suffer. And hmm. again, it's a, it's a conscious decision that we make at that point to, 
choose suffering <laughs> over presence and but I think that in those cases it's like okay well let's let's move to a more uh, productive frame of mind yes and that growth mindset you know I you know even in my I wouldn't say inner circle but like outer circle there are you know there's people that will say things like well I was spanked and I turned out fine and I'm yes, fine, are you fine? <laughs> right. And those conversations, um, yeah, like you said, there's like this heaviness and you want to, there's so much to unpack there that it's so heavy. And usually it's in like this weird, like, oh, we're all sitting around at a barbecue, <laughs> like, you know? Um, yeah. Don't yeah. Really conversation. It's so tricky with someone like you or me. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Man, I wish you knew. Uh, I wish you would listen to this podcast. <laughs> right, right. Maybe. You know. uh, yeah, I, yeah, completely. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm totally with you. I've experienced this exact scenario <laughs> one too many times. And it's not even always with things as simple as uh, a, like, I mean, spanking is like a very obvious mistake um, when it comes to like conscious parents. It's like, we're, we're concerned about shame and like mm-hmm. <laughs> guilt, let alone, you know, physically hurting our kids. <laughs> it's like, that's like a pretty big extreme uh, for like a conscious parent or person. But um, what's, what's interesting is even the things like today, there was a situation actually before recording this, we were at a park with some, some new friends and um, you know, one of the, there was a sibling dynamic and one of the kids, pushed the other uh, and the dad, you know, said like, you know, first of all, you're gonna, you're, you need a timeout and you need to mm. help her. And, and, and then I need you to apologize right now. And um, I'm like, man, this is just not the time for us to unpack. Like you said, right. <laughs> like, all the things that uh, could actually be super helpful. And what's, what really stinks even in this conversation is that somebody listening could be like, wow, like, so much judgment and so much shame for that parent like you're calling them your friend and what's sad is again that like um I I really don't have any judgment or anything I totally get where that parent's coming from like it's a place of fear I don't right. want my, I don't want my child to be mean like I, um like you know have have no heart like no consideration for others or them being in pain I definitely don't want my child to be violent um, so I see all of that fear in that parent. And then also on top of it, oh, my child just pushed the other to the ground in front of this new friend. Like, you know, the parents also like probably thinking, I don't want them judging me like I'm mm-hmm. a bad parent. Um, I don't want them judging my kid. And there's just so many layers. <laughs> there are. There are like those social expectations where, oh, yes, I feel that oftentimes it's more common for if a situation like that arises for the parent to jump in, to force that apology, um, to punish in some sort of way, that's sort of what our society has come to expect. And if you don't do that, you tend to be the odd one out a little bit. So I feel like it's so interesting though. um, And I'm not sure if you've experienced this too, but like over time, like if you're comfortable enough with people, <laughs> I feel, and I'm kind of like extroverted anyway. So 
I feel like in that situation, I was like, oh man, you know, like, I feel like it's, it's hard for kids to understand that concept and, you know, they're just super excited. And all of a sudden the dad was like, kind of pulling back a little bit, like, oh, maybe that was, maybe that was a little intense. Like, (laughs) maybe, maybe he is having a hard time. Like maybe he's just super overstimulated. It's been a long day um he hasn't seen his sister all day like there's there's so many different things but all of a sudden because I normalized hit the the little boy's uh, perspective his dad was able to kind of start to see it too and I've had situations like that also where you know my son would be in like the childcare room at the gym and <laughs> being older he's like okay I have no problem like I'll hang out in here do a puzzle but then there would be another baby crying and I feel like the person in charge would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, she's just crying and crying. And I'd be like, well, I feel bad for her. It's hard. He's <laughs> like super confused about being in here. And then all of a sudden, the person's like, oh, yeah, I recall a time where I left my child and they came back and they were crying and I felt horrible. And I, I feel like as difficult as it might be sometimes, I guess my point here is that like to speak up, um, it normalizing the the child's perspective to Mm. other people is actually super powerful and and it it kind of can be a doorway like more of an opportunity as opposed to like actually trying to teach in that moment (laughs) like well actually (laughs) developmentally this is not appropriate expectation um research shows yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, I feel like just being like oh yeah I, I get it I get their perspective like it's probably hard and I think that I think that this is very like cheesy, but in all of us, there's like our inner child, right? Mm-hmm. So I think once it is normalized, there's a little piece of every person that's like, oh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we've maybe all been there before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in both of those situations that you just highlighted, um, when Donovan was in the waiting room um, or in the childcare room and at the park, that's that's the focus is like the child's perspective, seeing things through their eyes and really understanding what it's like. And I agree with you. Yeah, that really can be the doorway when you point that out and just say, oh, yeah, they're super excited or, you know, whatever it might be. Because sometimes, yeah, we can interpret things incorrectly in this moment because of these societal expectations sometimes. And so, yeah, to break free from that can be really, really, really helpful. I think you're right. Just sharing the child's perspective is probably the most powerful way to open someone's eyes in that situation. And I feel like it also takes that pressure off of, especially if you're dealing with the the child's parent directly, as opposed to like a caregiver, I think it takes the pressure off of the parent. Like you're not judging their child. (laughs) You can relax. Okay. I'm not, I'm not here. It's okay. Like if, if I'm not even looking at this as a big deal, then it allows the parent to be like, am I looking at this as too big of a deal? (laughs) And I respond in a way that's like maybe a little extreme. Um, And I think, again, it's, it, it opens the opportunity for conversation at that point. But, but a lot of the time, (laughs) as you already know, it's like, it's almost too uncomfortable because parenting is just so deeply personal. It is. Yep, it is. And and what stinks that you mentioned, Avital, saying that about the evolution of the parent 
but what what's really awful is that it can actually send you into a downward spiral in the opposite direction if you're not aware of the opportunity. If oh, you, yes. If you don't know <laughs> that you know your children are are literally helping you. They're showing you how to be present. They're they're showing you like this blank slate and and giving you the opportunity to like heal yourself, um, heal from any like negative conditioning. If you're not aware of that and you just start to repeat the patterns that you personally lived through as a child and as a young person, um, you're just literally like, I, I imagine life just digging a hole like deeper and deeper. And then you're throwing the dirt like onto the child. <laughs> like, they're literally going to just repeat that exact same cycle. Yes, no, I agree. I think um, conscious parenting, why it's different is that it can be so empowering um, for everybody, not only for the child, you know, um, but for the parent as well. And yes, the transformation can be absolutely wonderful. But yeah, there is that other side to it that if you're not going through it, you see people talk about this a lot where they're just... And I'm not saying that there aren't hard days or there aren't hard moments. Of course, those those occur. That's a part of that's a part of it. But when you're just, you know, constantly overwhelmed or, you know, almost trying to avoid parenting, um, it's time to take a look at the tools that you have. And yeah, that inner work, um, it's time to take a look at that because it doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. And I think that that is also like my favorite part of all of it is like, reframing the conversation around our approach as parents. It's not about who's better, who's doing this the best, who's having an easy time versus a difficult time. It's like, let's just get to the bottom of like how to make it a better, more enjoyable experience (laughs) for everyone involved. Being a conscious parent isn't about being pretentious, like, oh, I'm so enlightened. I'm so present. I, I'm never triggered. And if I am, I know why. And I heal from that. Um, it's not about that. <laughs> it's like being able to, like you said, kind of like roll, roll with it, to be empowered as a parent. And I don't know, to have awareness. I think, that, again, the only thing for me is like, I think that the more awareness you develop, uh, the more guilt you can feel sometimes for when you mm. do have a lapse in, um, you know, your own ability to regulate yourself and your emotions or your ability to balance things and, and to care for everyone in your life the way that you want to. And, and when you just literally can't, it, it can feel, I think, so much <laughs> worse than if I wasn't aware of it, you know, because we notice yeah. everything as a conscious parent, you like, your, if your child's uh, behavior is just even a little bit uncharacteristic, you're like unpacking it. You're like, okay. <laughs> What's what the unmet that- need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what exactly is going on here? And and as a mom, you know, all all moms, I think, have the same goal, which is like, I want, I want my kids to know that they're loved and, um, you know, that they're I don't know, special to me and like that they, I, they want them to have a fulfilling life and all that thing. But I think that we carry again, so much guilt when, when we feel like we can't live up to our own expectations as mothers. And I think that sometimes as a conscious parent, 
it's a little heavier because you don't get to blame the child. Mm, <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't get to be like, oh, they're just being bad or they have an attitude or, oh my, like they're so difficult. Defiant is a really popular word in mainstream parenting. You, you don't get to use those <laughs> as a conscious parent. Um, and a lot of the time what our kids need is connection. And so when, when we see things that are a little uncharacteristic or like nourishment, like, you know, basics, uh, obviously that kind of falls into our lap and it's like, Oh, well, dang it. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could do a better job or, you know, I wish I could fix this. And my, if anyone's listening and has had to deal with a co-parenting situation or just like a remarriage, it is, it is such heavy stuff as a conscious parent and person, because I mean, you really do see everything. And I think, um, yeah, (laughs) that's, it's like, it's both empowering because it's like, wow, if I didn't know where this stuff was coming from, uh, who knows what situation we would be in. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, I know where this is coming from and I'm responsible. (laughs) It's really hard. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of truth in that. You know, um, full disclosure, like three weeks ago, um, we had a little bit of a rough day here. You know, I'm, (laughs) and I told my husband walked in and I was like, I have to go. Like, I'm going to go to my mom's and just like chill. And I walked into my mom's house and I just started crying because it was a tough day. And and I I know that we don't have to be perfect, but I do feel that. I feel it more when you misstep, I guess. I I understand that. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, of course, was like, hey, you don't have to be perfect and, you know, said all the things that I needed to hear. You know, she was like, you don't have to be perfect. We all make mistakes. Your kids don't need you to be perfect. And and I know that. And I think it's nice to be able to have someone that you can just totally release to and they can, you know, comfort you in that way, which my mom did for me that day. But, yeah, there is no perfect – parent and uh, yeah and conscious parenting is not about raising perfect children or being perfect yourself it's really about that acceptance and understanding that it is moment to moment and yeah being present in whatever is happening and not needing to like perfect or guide all the time right yeah exactly kate and i ended up talking about conscious parenting for an hour and a half And so I decided to break up the episode into two parts. And the first part is really a look into conscious parenting and how that impacts the overall relationships that we have with our children and, of course, with ourselves. Now, in the second episode, I'm going to be talking to Kate about how to implement conscious parenting from the moment that our children are born, because a lot of times the information that is out there on conscious parenting really focuses on when we start to have these struggles with our children, right? When we're dealing with tantrums and when we're dealing with, you know, defiance, so to speak. And the reality is that you can begin using conscious parenting in infancy. And so I invite you to check out that episode. Um, So go to part two next and listen to Kate as she shares some really insightful wisdom about using conscious parenting at the very beginning. 
And she also talks about how conscious parenting has impacted her life and how her life would be different if she didn't use conscious parenting and hadn't discovered it. So please check it out. As always, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love it, love it, love it if you would leave a review and subscribe wherever you are listening because that helps other people find me. And it's also really encouraging. We are in this together. Take care.